Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to the December 14th, 2023 Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior. <gasps> the final one of 2023. Now, before I get into the birthday shoutouts, I want to give two congratulatory shoutouts and mention some birthdays I forgot to mention last week. Belated congratulations go out to Paid Woodbury. Jarowski of Kituit, Massachusetts. Her family grew by one on December 7th with the arrival of her second child, little baby Joey. Congratulations. Also, a big congratulations to my aunt Emily Balabo of Colorado. Not only is her 18th wedding anniversary with her husband Alan this month, but she just received high flying marks on her doctorate the doctorate thesis, and completed her last class. In just a few weeks, she will be officially called Dr. Emily LeBeau, and she graduates in May. Congratulations, Paige and Emily. Now, I forgot to mention last week that David Maron's daughter, Rachel, along with Dee Cotter, had their birthdays December 10th. December 11th was Hired Services co-founder John McNamara, Brenda Lee, and Rita Moreno's, believe it or not, 92nd birthday. Yesterday was Dick Van Dyke's 98th birthday. Also, Katie Soar's dog, Opie, just chewed his way to his 11th birthday on December 9th. Oops. Moving on. Happiest of birthdays today to my cousin, Charlie Stockman's son, Toa, who lives in Japan with his parents and sister. He turns 10 years old today. He shares his birthday with my cousin Elizabeth Leader Smith, Joe Zide, actress Dee Wallace, the late Power Rangers actress Thuy Trang, that's the person who played Trini Tang, but she sadly passed away in a car crash, newly married actress Vanessa Hutchins, Jackson Rathbone, and rapper Offset. 2012's The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, the 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, 1979's The Jerk, 2005's King Kong remake, 1977's Close Encounters of the Third Kind, 1984's Dune, 2000's I Am Legend, 1989's Glory, among others, debuted on this day. Catherine Donovan and Charlie Cox celebrate their birthdays tomorrow, December 15th. Hal Poland, actor Theo James, and novelist James Austin were born December 16th, which happens to be the debut date for Hello, Dolly, Avatar the Way of Water, The Family Stone, The Squid and the Whale, La La Land, and Saturday Night Fever. Paula Barry Evans, Brad Pitt, singer Billie Eilish, singer Sia, the late Cicely Tyson, director Steven Spielberg, the late rapper DMX, the late rapper, I must say, the late actor Ray Liotta and actor Josh Dallas were born December 18th. Happy early birthday to my cousin, Elise O'Brien's bug-loving son, Peter Tom, who turned seven years old on December 19th. Happy early birthday, Peter. 1997 Titanic and Tomorrow Never Dies, Platoon, The Little Shop of Horrors, 2001's The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, 1980's Raging Bull, and the 2014 Annie remake all debuted on that day. 
Corey Ellershat and Ricky Weeby get to blow out birthday candles on December 21st, which is the first day of winter and the surest day of the year. Doug Parknett Jr., Hilary Parkin, and Scott Ringel were born December 22nd. Michelle Garden-Hill, the late Humphrey Bogart, and the late singer Jimmy Buffett get to have both birthday cake and Christmas pudding on their December 25th Christmas Day birthdays. That day marks 21 years since the Clearwater Marine Aquarium rescued Nicholas the Dolphin. Happy early rescue anniversary, Nick. Jared Leto, fellow Cape Cod DJ Stephanie Viva and De- Nikki Dunn have birthdays December 26. Timothy Chalamet, Ben Nisling, and Andrew Colmier's birthdays are December 27th. Holly Barclay, Gabby Douglas, Anthony Hopkins, and Val Kilmer, and Katie Daphner have New Year's Eve birthdays on December 31st. That day is actually when Nick and Rachel Barson celebrate 11 years of marital bliss that day. Acclaimed filmmaker Hayao Miyazaki's film, The Boy and the Heron, flew to a record-breaking $12.8 million debut, making it the first original anime film in history to climb atop the North American box office chart. The The movie smartly chose to open up on a weekend where there were no wide major studio releases. The first and second weeks of December are usually quiet as studios prepare to unwrap their big Christmas films for the holiday. The G-Kids release is showing in IMAX and other premium large format auditoriums, which helped get its first place finish. It marks Miyazaki's unexpected return to screens after being absent since 2013's The Wind Rises. The filmmaker behind such classics like My Neighbor Totoro, Spirited Away, and Princess Mononoke previously said this was his final film. But at this fall's Toronto International Film Festival, the Studio Ghibli Vice President announced that is not true. Miyazaki is working on another film and he's about to turn 83. The Boy and the Heron has been slowly rolling out internationally, earning $84 million so far, with 56 of that coming from Miyazaki's homeland of Japan, where it opened in June under the title How Do You Live? Not to mention Miyazaki scored his very long overdue, first Golden Globe nomination for the movie on Monday. Last week's champ, Renaissance of Film by Beyonce, crashed hard in its second week, earning $5 million for fifth place. That's a steep 77% drop. Signaling the Music Icons concert film doesn't have the lasting staying power of Taylor Swift, The Heiress Tour, which has grossed nearly $180 million. Renaissance has only made about $28 million stateside. As Renaissance fell, Lionsgate's The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes rose to second place, picking up $9.4 million to push its domestic haul to $135.6 million. Globally, the film has earned nearly $280 million. Third place for Toho International's Godzilla Minus One continued its hot streak, stomping its way to $8.3 million in its second week out. The monster movie's domestic haul now stands at $23.3 million, making it the highest-grossing live-action Japanese film to be released here in the States. 
I do have some sad news, folks. 82-year-old Ryan O'Neill went to that heavenly Hollywood in the sky last Friday. No cause of death was given, but he had been bottling prostate cancer since 2012 and was diagnosed with chronic leukemia in 2002. O'Neill is best known for his roles in Paper Moon, in which he starred with his daughter Tatum O'Neill, Barry London, and What's Up Doc. He also became a star with a TV soap, Payton's Place. He was in a relationship for Farrah Fawcett for over two decades. Despite never being married, the two had a son together. And in 2021, his, he got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame that was right next to Fawcett's. Variety.com announced yesterday Andre Brower, the two-time Emmy-winning actor who starred in the hit television series Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Homicide Life on the Street, died Monday after a brief illness. He was 61. Brower's publicist Jennifer Allen confirmed the news of his death to Variety. Brower was known for his role as the uptight Captain Raymond Holt on the police procedural comedy series Brooklyn Nine-Nine, from 2013 to 2021. His character's stoic and no-nonsense personality but deep sense of humanity made him an instant fan favor of the show, especially when paired with Andy Samberg's hotshot detective Jake Peralta in a scene. He won a lead actor Emmy for his role as Detective Frank Pembleton on NBC's Homicide Life on the Streets in 1998, his last year in the series. He also appeared in House M.D., City of Angels, Hack, The Gambler, Salt, The Mist, Duets, Primal Fear, Frequency, Poseidon, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and The Mist, among others. Sad. Life must go on. Hilary Duff and hubby Matthew Coma will be going back to some not-so-sleeveless nights very shortly. The Liz McGuire alumni is having her fourth child and her third with him. The unborn little one will join sisters Banks Violent and Mae James, an older brother Luca, whom Duff shares with ex Mike Comrie. Speaking of new celebrity babies, Aaron Driver announced he secretly welcomed his second child with his wife Joanne, a baby girl. The newborn joins her seven-year-old brother. It was announced earlier today, retired Olympic medalist Sean Johnson just gave birth to her third child on December 12th, but has not revealed the gender or name just yet. People.com announced December 11th, singer Sierra and her quarterback hubby, Russell Wilson, have a new addition to the family, daughter Amora Princess Wilson. Amora joins siblings, six-year-old Sienna Princess, three-year-old Wynn Harrison, a nine-year-old half-brother Futures Ahir, whom the singer shares with her ex-rap with her ex-rapper Future. Zach Afron got his star of the Hollywood Walk of Fame on Monday, December 11th. He honored his high school musical director, Kenny Ortega, who jump-started his acting career and gave a touching tribute to his late 17 again co-star Matthew Perry. Award season got into full swing Monday with the Golden Globe nominations. Looks like this summer's powerhouse phenomenon known as Barbie Hammer is back for round two during award season. NY Times reported Monday 
The nominations for the 81st ceremony, which will be televised by CBS and streamed on Paramount Plus on Jan 7th, were announced Monday morning by Cedric the Entertainer and Wilder Valderrama. New movies like American Fiction, Poor Things in the Zone of Interest will compete alongside summer beer moths like Oppenheimer and Barbie. Barbie led the nominations with nine, followed by Oppenheimer with eight in the television categories. Succession had the most with nine, followed by The Bear and Only Murders in the Building with five apiece. In one obvious snub, The Color Purple, based on the Broadway version of the story and backed by Oprah Winfrey, was left out of the best film, musical, or comedy category. Grr. In a surprise, voters found a way to invite Taylor Swift to the ceremony, nominating her Aerosaur concert film in a new category for blockbusters. The January show will include two new categories, one for stand-up comedy on television and the other for blockbuster films, defined as those taking in at least $100 million of the United States box office and $150 million worldwide. The Golden Globes have long been positioned as an important campaign stop for Oscar hopefuls. In truth, the impact may be overblown. The Fablemans won 2023 Globes for Best Film Drama and Best Director, while the Bansi of Inertion was named Best Film Musical or Comedy, also picking up Globes for Acting and Screenwriter. Neither film won anything at the Academy Awards. Other nominees include the aforementioned Hayao Miyazaki, Bradley Cooper's Maestro, Killers of the Flower Moon, Meryl Streep, who broke her own Globe record for her guest role on Only Murders in the Building, May, December, Past Lives, and All the Lives We Cannot See. The Amy Winehouse biopic Back to Black is coming to United States theaters May 10th, 2024. He's back! The first teaser trailer for Netflix's Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley with Eddie Murphy dropped today. And yesterday, the first trailer for Kung Fu Panda 4 dropped. The HollywoodReporter.com declared December 13th, Wolfman has taken on a new form. Christopher Abbott, currently on screens with award-seasoned darling Poor Things, will star in Blumhouse and Universal Pictures' werewolf thriller that is being directed by Invisible Man director Leah Wagnall. That's a hair-raising development for the thriller, which for the past three-plus years had Ryan Gosling on board to star, and it marks a return to the Wolfman director's chair for Wagnall, who was initially on board the creature feature but moved aside in 2021. Additionally, the companies have said an October 25th, 2024 release date for the feature, meaning the project is now moving faster than a speeding silver bullet. Variety.com announced yesterday, Barbie's billion-dollar box office hall has opened the door for more feature film adaptations of iconic classic ladies. American Girls, the 18-inch dolls that had an absolute chokehold over millennial youths, are finally getting their day on the big screen. That's right. Samantha, Kirsten, Molly, Felicity, Addie, and maybe a few more, fingers crossed for the 90s twins, are going to Hollywood. Fresh off their success from Greta Gerwig's summer blockbuster, Mattel Films announced plans to produce another toy-centric flick with Paramount Pictures and Temple Entertainment based on the American Girl dolls. 
This is not the first time Mattel has tried to make an American Girl doll movie happen. Back in 2019, the toy maker partnered with MGM for a proposed adaptation, and there have been dozens of books and several direct-to-video movies on each girl's historic upbringing. Kit Kittredge, an American Girl starring Abigail Breslin, was the <laughs> only previous movie to have a theatrical release, grossing $17 million in 2008. Guess what, horror fans? It was announced December 12th that Lionsgate is ready for another Saw game, I mean film. IGN.com announced that day, unlike Jigsaw's many, many victims, the Saw franchise isn't dying anytime soon. Lionsgate officially confirmed Saw 11 with an Instagram post on Monday and revealed a release date that actually isn't too far away, September 27, 2024. That means we'll have two Septembers in a row with new Saw films, with some new Saw movies. As Saw X came out this past September, aside from 2021 spinoff, every other Saw movie has come out in October. Clearly, the Hollywood-adjacent dates are working for them. The news of another Saw sequel itself isn't too surprising, given how financial reliable the series is. Per Box Office Mojo, Saw X managed to pull in $107 million worldwide on a lean reported $13 million budget. Seeing its way to theaters on December 15th is the musical fantasy Wonka, with Timothy Chalamet, Patterson Joseph, Keegan-Michael Key, Hugh Grant, Olivia Coleman, Sally, ba- Sally Hawkins, Rowan Atkinson, Matthew Baton and Josh and Matt Lucas. Roald Dahl's eccentric chocolatier Willy Wonka has been beloved by fans since 1964's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Dahl's most iconic children's book, and 1971's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie. But how did the world's greatest chocolate inventor become the man we know? A poor Willy. Wonka arrives in a city known for its chocolate, determined to open its own shop and honor his wishes to his late mother. But he discovers the city's industry is run with a cartel of greedy, rigid chocolatiers. How can he open his own shop now? According to IMDb.com, Timothy Chalamet got sick countless times during production due to how much chocolate and candy he had to eat. Making Waves in Theaters December 20th, 2023 is the DC superhero sequel Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom with Jason Momoa, Patrick Wilson, Yaha Abdul-Mateen II, Amber Heard, and Nicole Kidman. The sequel to 2018's Aquaman is set a few years later with Arthur Curry, a.k.a. Aquaman, trying to balance his duties as a new father and the king of Atlantis, all while planning a wedding. But Black Manta is back for revenge against Aquaman, and he now wields the mystical Black Trident, an ancient weapon of power. To defeat him, Aquaman must enlist his imprisoned, reformed half-brother Orm, the former king of Atlantis, to form an unlikely alliance. Together, they have to set aside their differences in order to protect the kingdom, save Aquaman's family and the world, from massive destruction. 
Aquaman's long-awaited return is the only sea-based project to make a splash December 20th. That will be the two-episode premiere of the first season of Disney Plus's fantasy series, Percy Jackson and the Lambidians. Hooray! Based on Rick Ryder's beloved series of the same name, it stars Walker, Walters, Walker Scobell, Leia Savard-Jeffries, Ariane Simhadri, Jason Manzukis, Lance Reddick in his final TV appearance after his March 17th death, Virginia Cole, Charlie Bushnell, and Lin-Manuel Miranda. In the series, 12-year-old Percy Jackson discovers, in the most unfortunate way, the Greek gods are very much alive in the present day, and his father is Poseidon, god of the seas. This is a pretty big controversy because after World War II, Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades swore not to have any more kids, but Zeus fell off the wagon in the 1980s. If that wasn't bad enough, Percy is accused of Zeus, by Zeus of stealing his master thunderbolt, flapping its way to theaters December 22nd is the animated adventure comedy Migration with Kamal Nanjiani, Elizabeth Banks, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, Danny DeVito, and David Mitchell. In the film, overprotective dad Mac Mallard is convinced by his wife Pam, duckling daughter Gwen, and teen son Dax to migrate from their New England pond home to tropical Jamaica via New York City. As the Mallards make their way south for the winter, their carefully pl- careful plans go absolutely haywire. Will they ever get to Jamaica? Two true-life dramatic biopics open right in time for Christmas. Stepping into the theater ring December 22nd is the sports biopic The Iron Claw with Zac Afron, Jeremy Allen White, Harris Dickinson, and Lily James. It centers on the true story of the Von Elric brothers, who had enormous success in the 1980s and popularized the Iron Claw professional wrestling movie. But off-ring, they had to fight a string of unbearable personal tragedies. Racing into theaters Christmas Day is Michael Mann's sports drama Ferrari, with Adam Driver, Penelope Cruz, Shailene Woodley, Jack O'Connell, and Patrick Dempsey. It's based on motorsport journalist Brock Yates' 1991 biography book, Enzo Ferrari, The Man, The Cars, The Races, The Machine. Set in summer 1957, Enzo Ferrari, the founder of the car manufacturer Ferrari, is dealing with a lot. He's trying to get over his son's death, his company's impending bankruptcy, and his marriage is dissolving. He decides he's got nothing left to lose, so he enters his racing team into the 1957 Miglia, a dangerous 1,000-mile car race across Italy. According to IMDb.com, this has been a passion project for director Michael Mann, who has been attempting to get it made for over 20 years. A 1993 article reveals he was developing this biopic with Robert De Niro attached to star as his follow-up to 1992's The Last Mohicans. Making its debut on Christmas Day is the anticipated musical coming-of-age period drama The Color Purple with Taraji P. Henson, Danielle Brooks, Corey Hawkins, Her, Hal Berry, Felicia Pearl-Mapsey, 
Coleman Domingo, and Fantasia Barrino in her film debut as Cecile. It's based on the stage musical of the same name, which in turn is based on Alice Walker's 1982 novel. It's the second film adaptation of the book after the 1985 directed film by Steven Spielberg, which was produced by Quincy Jones and Spielberg. Spielberg and Jones return as producers for this film, along with the stage musical's producers Scott Sanders and Oprah Winfrey. It recalls the decade-long struggles of an African-American woman with dealing with living in the South during the early 1900s. According to IMDb.com, Fantasia Barino, who plays Celie, reprises her role from The Color Purple's 2005 original Broadway production, whereas Daniel Brooks, who plays Sophia, played Sophia in the 2015 Broadway revival. Coming to theaters in limited release December 15th before expanding on December 22nd is the drama American Fiction, starring Ben LeClaire, Jeffrey Wright, John Oritz, Isa Ray, Sterling K. Brown, and Tracy Ellis Ross. Based on Percival Everett's 2001 novel, Erasure, Monk is a frustrated novelist who's tired with the establishment profiting from black entertainments using the same old tropes. To prove his point, he uses a pen name and writes an outlandish black book of his own. But this film gets worldwide acclaim and propels him right into the heart of controversy. Coming out on limited release December 22nd is the drama Freud's Last Session with Anthony Hopkins, Jeremy Northam, and Matthew Good. Based on the play, stage play of the same name by Mark St. German, it recalls a fictional meeting between Sigmund Freud and C.S. Lewis and the ba- debate on God that follows and the nature of their relationships with other people. People.com announced two days ago an early Christmas gift from Lazy Whistledown has arrived, a premiere date for Bridgerton Season 3. Netflix announced Tuesday that the hit series will premiere in two parts, with the first hitting on May 16th, the second dropping on June 13th. Both parts will have four episodes each. Gentle reader, you thought I was silenced, but you thought wrong. Julie Andrew, who voices Lady Whistledown, says in the teaser for season three. The upcoming installment will focus on the budding romance between Penelope Featherting, Nicola Collin, and... Colin Bridgerton, Luke Newton. Speaking of returning Netflix favorites, it's official. The fifth and final season of Say Ranger Things will start production in Atlanta, Georgia in early January. On December 28th, check in to Netflix's Pokemon Concierge spinoff series. Starring the voice of, of Reno Nonan and Kara Fukuhara, the stop-motion series follows Haru a new worker at a Pokemon resort as she interacts and fulfills the needs of weary Pokemon and their human trainers at the resort. Now on DVD is Gomero del Toro's Pinocchio, the winner of the Best Animated Feature Film Oscar at this year's Oscars. This Netflix December 9, 2022 release is a stop-motion animated musical fantasy that stars the voices of Ewan McGregor, David Bradley, Gregory Mann, John Turto, 
Ron Perlman, Flynn Wolfhard, Kate Blanchett, and Tilda Swinton. It's a darker take on the classic tale we all know, set in a small hillside town in Italy during the rise of fascism. Woodcarver Geppetto is heartbroken after his young son Carlo's death during the Great War. Profoundly wounded, he creates a wooden substitute from for his boy out of a tree and wishes it were real. A feathered wood sprite gives him life and names it Pinocchio. But this version of Pinocchio is extremely rude and disobedient and will not do anything whatsoever that Geppetto tells him to do. So he'll go on a very different path to become a boy. According to IMDb.com, unlike most versions of Pinocchio, which takes place in Italy in the 1800s, Del Toro decided to place this version in 1930s Italy under the National Fascist Party and rule of Benito Mussolini. This is the third time he set a film during a real-life political conflict. The Pan's Labyrinth was set after the Spanish Civil War, and The Devil's Backbone took place during the Spanish Civil War. And last but not least, we have two horror films from October that were released just three weeks apart that both arrived on DVD on December 19th. The Exorcist Believer, the first in a new Exorcist trilogy and direct sequel to the 1973 horror classic, Terrified Moviegoers on October 6th. The 136 million earner stars Leslie Autumn Jr., Lydia Hewlett, Ellen Burstyn, Olivia O'Neill in her film debut, Jennifer Nettles, and Anne Dowd. Actress daughter and her friend showed disturbing signs of possession after being the lost in the wood for three days. A photographer must confront an evil, an evil that Chris McNeil dealt with decades beforehand. And finally, we have the supernatural horror film Five Nights at Freddy's. This film opened up in theaters and on the Peacock streaming service on October 27th. It's based on the video game of the same name and stars the talents of Josh Hutcherson, Piper Rubio, Elizabeth Lau, Mary Stuart Madison, and Jim Matthew Lillard. And then $293 million earner, which is Blumhouse's highest grossing film worldwide, a troubled man starts a nighttime security job at an abandoned pizzeria and family entertainment center, only to discover the animatronic mascots are possessed by the souls of murdered children, and they come alive after midnight. Wow, time flies. This marks the final Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior Show of 2023. Alas, I will not be on the air for the next few weeks due to the Christmas and New Year's holidays. Oh, man. But don't you cry. I still have two more flashback funds for the year to go, and I'll be back on the airwaves on January 24th. On January 4th, 2024, with the first horror film of 2024, and a look back at a couple Hayao Miyazaki films for his birthday. Sweet dude, I can't wait. So until then, my loyal, till we meet again, my loyal minions, happy holidays, season greetings, and watch lots of movies and get to the theaters if you can. Bye now, my minions.